0: Welcome to the She Yearns Podcast. I'm Terry Strange, and I am so thankful you have joined us today. Thank you for being a part of this community. The She Yearns community exists to lead women to desire more of God in everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I want to go somewhere with you where some of you may want to go and some of you may not want to go. I want to go into the kitchen with you because we live there. A lot of us do, whether we want to be there or not. It's just personality, but often it is just where we have to be. And some of us dread it all day long and we perseverate over it. What are we going to fix and how are we going to get that done? And it sort of can be stressful for us often. So today I want to do five kitchen hacks. (laughs) <laughs> and because it, do you know the Bible even speaks to it? It is part of how we operate in that Proverbs 31 role. We find it in verses 14 and 15. She is like the merchant ships bringing food from afar. She rises while it is still night to provide food for her household and portions for her maidservant. Basically, we're taking care of business, not just for ourselves, but we're looking out for those around us and under our authority and our sphere of influence so it's just part of that uh, role that we and each of us has different styles for doing that and uh, a different number of people we're responsible for a different stages of life even so what I want to do is just take five different hacks that have helped me and hopefully no matter where you are in your walk of life it will be beneficial to you so the first one I'm going to talk about has to do with meal prep just the bare essence of meal prep. And I'm going to break it down into about three different bullets. The first one is how you prepare the meals. Do you do it in advance? Do you plan it out? Uh, Are you helter-skelter when you do it? Well, my suggestion is this, when you can, this is not going to be every night, but when you can, think about preparing it where you make one, freeze one, or make one, put the ingredients aside for another one. And even if you can do three, if you, when you're at the store, can think in larger quantities than just the one night, if you can afford that, not every night, but just if you could do that, maybe one meal per week, even, that will be so beneficial for you. Because what you're going to do is you're going to get those ingredients. You're going to bring it to the kitchen, You're going to get those out, and while you're preparing the meal for that, that evening, you're going to go ahead and make it and put it in uh, the containers where you can freeze it or put it aside in the pantry together, and you're already going to have that done for the next time. If you can, triple it. That will be so great, and you're going to put that aside to give away because these days, we don't really have often a hospitality ministry. Some churches do. But often we are not really well versed in hospitality anymore. So there's often somebody in your neighborhood or your circle who is really needing something and all we can do is give them a gift card. And what we ought to do is be able to do something besides that. Gift cards are great but it would be nice if we could actually have a meal to offer them but we, we're not prepared. <laughs> we don't do it that way anymore. So what I would like to be able to do is have that option and not have to prepare it that night when I really need to take it to them. So if I already had that in my freezer ready to go, that would be so great. So that's one thing. Another idea that someone had given me before, and I did this for years and it was very helpful at the time. I don't have that kind of time right now. I'm not able to do it, but you might really benefit from it because I really did is this idea where you cook for a day and eat for a month. So you gather several different recipes that will freeze well. And then you buy all the ingredients and you sort of lay them out per recipe. You might even get the meat prepared the day before you're going to put all of the meals together. And then you have your Ziploc bags or whatever containers are gonna freeze well and your pens that you're going to label it with and then in one session you put all those meals together some of them you might not freeze you might just put the ingredients you rubber band them together maybe with a copy of the instructions like bake at 350 for 45 minutes or whatever it is and that way you're done and it's anybody can cook it and you don't have to do it and you've got it all done for weeks at a time. It really is beneficial if you can get it done that way. I personally don't have the time to even organize it anymore. The best I can hope for is to make a couple of meals at once because I'm already doubling the recipes just to get my family fed every night. So it's just a lot of food and it would just take me a week to get all the ingredients laid out. It's just impossible for me to do it right now. My family's just too big. But you might be able to, and if you can it would be fabulous. I apologize for the noise you might be hearing. There's a lot of work going on in my house right now. This is the day I'm doing the podcast. (laughs) So please forgive the outside noise. The second thing that I find really beneficial is if you can go ahead and buy some of your meat that you're gonna use in different recipes. Let's say you, you use a lot of chicken. I like to buy chicken and prepare it ahead of time. So whether you're going to get that chicken in a hole and cook it and then bag it up, do that ahead of time. I personally like to buy a rotisserie chicken at Sam's. It's still only $5 and there's so much meat on it. And I will go ahead and get, I'll maybe buy like three of them at a time, cut them all up, bag them up in cups measured out or approximate and put them away. I might do the same thing with sausage or With hamburger meat, because I might even put an onion with it. Whatever my family likes, I might even spice it up so that it's already done ahead of time. That way, I don't have to worry about it. It'll save me so much time when I'm coming into the kitchen on a frantic evening. That's just another suggestion. Just get your meat already prepared. Another thing that I think is a good hack is if you're not familiar, there are companies that sell pre made mixes. I'm not talking about they sell freeze-dried celery sticks or anything like that or these companies that bring the vegetables and everything in the box and you don't even have to know how to cook. I'm talking about they're just mixes. It might be a mix to make chicken salad or some kind of chili or a casserole, and you add the ingredients to it, but it's so tasty. The mix might cost maybe four to $8, depending on what you're purchasing. I found a couple of good ones. I have a local one that I like to use. It's, I'm from Texas. This one is based in Texas. It's called Gourmet Taste of Texas. They often have booths at maybe like a county fair or place where you would buy crafts, things like that, or you can just buy it online. But I like them because if you buy several, maybe you want to buy six, they'll give you a discount for something like that. And I like it because some nights I just don't have time. I didn't prepare. I don't have anything for the crock pot. You know, I don't have anything in my freezer, but I can throw some things together with this mix and it's really good. My family likes it a lot and I haven't spent a whole lot of money. By the time I would have bought the supplies, I would have spent this much money. Mine's called Gourmet Taste of Texas. I know there's different companies all over. You can find just or make it yourself. I've also made these mixes myself. If you have time, just put in a Ziploc baggie, but it won't have any preservatives in it, so you can't keep it forever. You're going to have to use it pretty quickly, but those are just three different ideas. Keep those on hand so that you can rotate through them and it really will help a lot. So that's the first hack. Just some different ideas for how you can make meal time go more efficiently. The second one has to do with color coding. All right, especially if you've got multiple people in your house. especially so If they're little ones, maybe they're grandkids, maybe they're children. When we had two kids, it was no big deal. When we had three kids, we sort of had two kids and a baby. But once we moved to four kids, I just lost it, <laughs> especially because they were all girls. We just had a lot of pink cups everywhere, and nobody knew whose cup was whose. It was just a disaster for me, an organizational disaster. So my brilliant husband recognized my tears and went to Walmart or some store and just bought a set of dishes that were all different colors and everybody all of a sudden had a color and my life has never been the same. (laughs) Then we adopted four more kids at once and that that didn't work because there weren't enough colors. The discount stores don't sell sets in that many colors. So I had to order from online and, and I did. I bought a set of plates, bowls, and two cups And everybody has their own color. So now, so-and-so is brown, and -and so-and-so is yellow, and everybody has their own color. And basically, I just picked colors that went with my kitchen. We don't use them all the time, but on a daily basis for breakfast or whatever, they just go get their cup and their bowl for breakfast. That's what they use. There's no arguing about whose is whose, and everybody knows what to do with it and where to put it. When it's done, it is glorious. So color code where you can. It's just wonderful. That's the second hack. Number three is breakfast independence. I'm calling it breakfast independence, but it doesn't have to be breakfast. My point here is to, if you've got little ones at home or really anybody at home, try to teach some independence. When we brought all these kids home I recognized I can't do everything. I mean, I'm organized. I'm pretty good. But I am not able to meet all the needs. So I had to find some kind of independence. And I decided it was going to be breakfast. Because I don't have a personal need to make homemade yogurt and wheat germ. I just don't. I mean, I'm a, I like to be in the kitchen. And I really do like to cook. But it's it that's not my thing. I decided that what we wanted to do was give them certain items that they were allowed to get out, like cereal. And we put little scoops in it so that they knew exactly how much to get. I mean, we taught them how to do this. They couldn't get the milk out by themselves. I mean, those kind of things. They had to have a big sister, somebody to help them. But we were teaching them with scaffolding some independence so that mom didn't have to be there the minute somebody woke up. I could have a moment until I had time to get everybody around. Breakfast independence is what we did. Now, what you should take from this is where can you get some emotional space and some physical space? You can't be all things to all people, but you can do what you can do. Craig Rochelle told me one time we were just sitting there and he recognized we had just gotten all these kids and they they have a family with six kids and he gave me the best advice one time and said Cherry what you're going to have to do is recognize what you can do that nobody else can do and you're going to have to delegate and let somebody else do what anybody else can do and I started doing that so what you need to do is the same thing if there are some things that you feel like only you can do well then do that but if there are some areas where anybody can do it, then let them. And teach them independence in the process. So that's my point for breakfast independence. And just figure out what that is for you. The next point, number four, kind of leads into that. It's kind of related. I'm calling it organizing to-go meals. Make that as simple as possible. If you've got people, even big people, who are taking meals outside the home, from the kitchen, Make it as organized as possible and as easy as possible. What we did was we had a bunch of kids taking lunches. I don't want to have to micromanage that, but yet I have to sort of control what they're taking because they don't know and they're going to eat too much and they're going to eat the wrong stuff. So we got a cart from probably Ikea, but I know they sell them different places, but it was on rollers and it was cute and it had three different layers. We put items in each one and where you could take one from each layer. They were little, so we told them, you have to take one from each layer of the cart, but you can't take more than one. You have to take one and you have to eat that or drink it, whatever it was. It might've been juice or something like that. And then I finished the lunch. So maybe it was a crackers or maybe it was carrots or I don't know what it was. I don't remember, it was variable. But I made the sandwiches and things like that. But there were certain things they could do that I didn't have to do. I still was participating in the process, overseeing it, but they were getting to help and I didn't have to do everything. Well, now we don't have the cart, but there's still aspects of it that I don't do. I still make the sandwiches. Now, some of my kids are old enough, I don't make their lunch. But some of mine are older and they really want me to make their lunch. So it just depends on the kid. And I love being the mom and I do what I can do. Do it in such a way that you can manage it and be involved in that process. But organizing the to-go meals is really, really helpful so that everybody knows where things are and what to do in the process. The last one I want to suggest is... To have some sort of cleanup system, we have chores at our house, and I've talked about that before, but we also have a whiteboard in the kitchen that's just about the kitchen. It's separate and different from your chores. It's just about the kitchen. What I do is it's just got a calendar on it. I change it every month. And they are different names every day. Now, the jobs stay about the same. And depending on where I put your name, top or the bottom, tells you what job you're doing. So I try to consider what their schedule is. Like I have one daughter. She's staying late at school right now. Well, obviously on those days, I'm not going to put her on those dates. And then I have a couple of boys who have practice on certain nights. Well, I try not to put them on the nights. And then Wednesday night's hard because you got church and things like that. You know, I try to consider... Their schedule. I'm not a slave driver, but everybody has to participate in the cleanup. I put their names on the calendar. Everybody has a job and they participate. And and Chad and I participate. It's a full family ordeal. And what I try to communicate to the kids is we, we don't have a house. So everybody needs to participate. I just tell them, listen, I'm your mom. I'm not your mate. You're going to grow up and you're going to either... Live by yourself or you're going to live with other people. Those are the options. (laughs) You have got to be able to take care of yourself and you've got to be able to live with people and help take care of other people. Those are the only options out there. Both require some personal responsibility here and to be willing to look around, see what needs to be done and do it without being asked. That's just part of the deal. And everybody can participate. I don't care how old the people are who are in your home. Everybody can participate and that can just be part of the deal. So that would be my last life hack for the kitchen. It is our responsibility. It is our joy. It is. It can be a very pleasurable experience to be in there and it can be less stressful if we will do some of these things and try to make it as easy and manageable as possible. And if you have any other ideas, I am always wanting to learn more. Other people are always willing to learn and try to streamline their time in there a lot of people don't like being in the kitchen that's why i wanted to help so if you have any ideas that you have really worked for you just go to the social media outlets that we have at cherry strange on instagram or facebook or you can post on this website where the podcast is posted anything like that we are always hungry to learn And we'd love to hear what you have to say. Thanks for being with me today and walking into the kitchen with me. And I can't wait to be with you next time. Thank you again for tuning in today. We will be releasing a new episode every week. I would invite you to become a subscriber. And it really makes a difference when you share something here that you find helpful or encouraging. You make an impact. You may never understand the value or difference your suggestion or encouragement made in the life of a friend or casual acquaintance just by passing a resource along. So please share what you find here with others. I would personally be grateful. Don't hesitate to like us on Facebook or Twitter or leave a review. For more truth-saturated, gospel-centered, spiritually insightful encouragement, please go to www.sheyearns.com where you will find reading plans, articles, and other resources to help stir a desire for God into your everyday life.